0: You're listening to Oblivion. It is February 27th, 2023. Apologies to the listeners. It's a very windy day, and you might hear some whistling, banging noises in the background. Uh, It's quite warm here. I have to shuck off a layer. Uh, So, David... uh, Let's start uh, very close to me. Uh, big event in Kentucky this week, Asbury College in, uh, or actually, it's university now. It can't be a college anymore. Uh, Asbury University. Right, going to have a really good basketball team. <laughs> yeah, Asbury University uh, in Wilmore, Kentucky. It's uh, I don't know, forty minute drive from here. Uh, has had a big revival that went viral this week. Uh, I guess TikTok, somehow got it started. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> it's one of those young people's social media. I don't understand. But uh, uh, apparently, they've were going at it for quite a while there. What was it? It's been over a week, or?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say about a week.
0: Yeah, and um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, try try to get your phone where the wind won't blow into the little um microphone um yeah so uh <laughs> the survival really got going and um Nancy the, a day or two ago uh saw that um uh, it's possible that some measles <laughs> there was a measles outbreak because of it cuz all these people were coming together <laughs> and good old uh good old fashioned uh <laughs> Uh you, you mean know. religious
1: people don't believe in science?
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm surprised there wasn't a COVID outbreak. There probably was, but I mean that's just Never hear about it. Yeah, that's just kind of a normal thing, but uh, uh I'm sure sure that happened. Did you mention something about it moving to Rupp Arena or something or?
1: Yeah, the revival um moved to Rupp Arena. I mean the the first story that I read was uh i believe it's wilmore kentucky yeah. which is where the mm-hmm. uh soon-to-be national basketball power <laughs> uh asbury university uh started this uh revival of this uh, basically endless prayer session mm-hmm. uh, that drew a herd and so many people were coming to wilmore to get in on this revival that uh, Wilmore couldn't handle all of the people and all of the traffic. Right. And so after this thing went on and on for a few days, it wound up moving to uh, Rupp Arena.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the I, Lexington, I the, it, the home of the Wildcats in Lexington, Kentucky. Right.
1: It wasn't, it, now the revival was not a big enough deal <laughs> to, cancel the Kentucky Auburn basketball game <laughs> or to force to, to force it to another venue. Interestingly enough, the basketball game still went off. And when I saw the pictures of the revival uh, in Rupp Arena and then compare it to the image of the crowd there for the basketball game, there were significantly more people, if you can believe this, there for the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did get into uh, Rupp Arena. So, I uh, mean, without a it's ticket kind of or a parallel tra- trajectory. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I think about uh, Bellarmine University, which is a religious Catholic place. And that, of course, used to be Bellarmine College. And then they had to be a university, they had to grow and get bigger. And then the latest big thing is that they uh, have moved their basketball team to Division One. Right. Because they think they're going to be a Division one basketball power and they're building their brand and they want to get their name up there with all the other big time uh, schools when the scores are scrolled on the bottom of the screen. And then everybody around the world is going to see this. And they're going to say, oh, I want to go there. I want to go to Bellarmine because they have a really good basketball team. And the thing is, uh, as a Division one double A team, Bellarmine actually was a uh a national power, they won the Division One uh, AA NCAA tournament in 2011, right? But as a this is the delusional thinking of these people is that there's a reason you're Division One AA is that if you were Division One, you would never win, and so they moved to the Division One. We're basically at the end of the regular season, and uh, Bellarmine finished the year at 14 and 17. Which, by the way, among those fourteen wins, is included the seasoning opening win over Louisville,
2: Yikes. right? Yikes.
1: Who currently now stands with a record <laughs> of four and twenty-three.
0: Oh my lord!
1: That's the Louisville basketball <laughs> team of <but> Denny Crum. <laughs> National championships in 1980-1986. Uh, and under uh, Rick Pitino since vacated two thousand thirteen and then 2 years ago of course university of kentucky right the the lord god zeus of the basketball religion went 9 and 16 right and if this can happen to places like louisville and kentucky that should just show that should give you some idea of how difficult it is to win at the division 1 level but the the parallel to bring it back to Asbury is no longer a college. Now we're a university and it's hard not to see this quote revival as really a self-serving publicity campaign and a way for Asbury to build its brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And to grow and to get more and more people there. And, you know, I can't, I don't know what's going on inside of these people and I don't think it's right to tell people that they can't pray because (laughs) if someone doesn't pray and they're not religious, that should be respected. But this all just seems to be pretty phony to me. It seems more like a spasm of lunacy and incredible self-importance well I, I
0: i just like you were saying I, I mean i i give the benefit of the doubt and i think it's quite genuine to these people i mean what what is so puzzling to me is that there's this still this so it's so prevalent within the population throughout the country really the deep religious uh tendency that's in my eyes and you know i'm of course bigoted but uh you know it's like a bunch of 8 year olds who pray you know oh jesus <laughs> you know uh, well these
1: people seem lost and they right. seem endlessly in need of direction.
0: Yeah, but it's it's like the, a whole college that's—I mean, I'm sure it used to be a called a Christian college. I mean, a lot of these uh, colleges uh, slash universities or whatever pretension, uh, you know, the, they're dropping the Christian g- generally everywhere, even though they're still uh, religious-affiliated, basically— uh, colleges, there's probably some legal reasons that they do that on top of just marketing uh, to make themselves seem more legitimate, right? Because <laughs> Accreditation and so forth. Right. I mean, there's just, whenever you put Christian in front of something, it kind of gives it a, you know, a bit of a taint that, you, you know, it's not necessary, right?
1: It's not going to be as appealing as it might be. Yeah.
0: So I think that's why a lot of these places have, have dropped their... um the christian part of it um yeah it, well, it just it really blows it just, really blow, it just blows you? my mind um uh to your point about i mean i mean you were kind of leaning towards that it was a a thing that was asbury college actually uh did but i, I think it actually it was just a spontaneous one of these viral things that was tiktok based uh where you know people were live streaming it and it just caught on and people around started showing up and getting with it and uh, uh, it's uh, a lot of this um, social media a social media version of uh, revivalism um, yeah and I, I don't get it myself but um, you know go at it um,
1: well I mean you, you described the uh, the sequence of events uh, accurately So, so what I want to Say and clarify is this? I think that the initial act of prayer is genuine. Yeah. I'm not doubting that, mm-hmm. but the way that it quickly turned into this over-the-top, um, I mean, what what would we call it? A pop culture event. Yeah. I think that's where it was very quickly exploited. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I do doubt. I do doubt how genuine the prayer is when it seems so fixated on drawing attention to itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a passage uh, from the Bible that says that when one prays, one should pray where one is not seen, that its prayer is really supposed to be a really private thing yeah. Right. Between you and hmm. the basketball team. I, I mean God.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not about you showing off how you exactly. are such a hardcore prayer. Yeah. Right. Look at how <laughs> look at what a
1: soul searcher I am. I'm moral and I really think about things. Yeah. And so yeah. what are you saying about everybody else? Right. So I'm not religious. Yeah. So what am I? A piece of shit? Like I don't care about anything. <laughs> and then the other thing is There wasn't any apparent connection to, surprise, surprise, anything else going on that was motivating the prayer. Mm. Like, we're not praying for Mm -hmm. a ceasefire (laughs) in Ukraine. Ukraine. We're not praying for an end to gun violence and mass shootings, right? That could have been a connection to what happened at Michigan State. And we're certainly not praying for all the people with bronchitis (laughs) in Ohio. (laughs) so it's this it's really more just a spasm of lunacy right where these Mm -hmm. people are just walking around and all they can ever think about is themselves and they've got to think that they're good and that every single cell division is (laughs) done the right way and i am good and since these Mm -hmm. other people aren't like me i'm better than they are right and that's it's just like the the need to have prayer in schools like there's nothing ever to stop anyone at any time from praying i mean you could do it anywhere you could do it while you're doing a podcast you can do it in your bedroom you can do it in the shower you could do it in your backyard listening to the wind right so uh yes i can understand the uh the appeal and the inspiration one might uh, feel to, to pray with a group of people. Right. But to just do it and to keep doing it and to keep doing it. It's like, okay, are you going to eat? Are you going to go to the bathroom? Right. Are you going to change the litter box? Right. Are you going to get your mail? I mean, are you, if you're going to ignore these things and doesn't, you don't you just sort of more seem like someone who has lost their mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you are going to do these things, then we put it in perspective. Right. I mean, you can say grace before you eat, but there really is this this again, over the top self-importance, self-involved, holier than thou. Look at me. Look at how great we are. And so if, if someone like myself not only isn't interested in this, but if I ever saw it, I would just turn around and go the other way. (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean? Right? It means I'm the Antichrist. Yeah. (laughs) Right? It means that I'm a bad person. Fuck yeah. And, and, you know, I I, I am the Antichrist. I am the
0: Antichrist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, I'm glad that you brought up how it, I mean, this is hardly a Kentucky thing, although Kentucky is... Proud. It's mm-hmm. like the governor, mm-hmm. the Kentucky Fried Obama is always so <laughs> proud of his being religious, right? He's always talking about his faith. As a person of God, you know, we shouldn't pass this uh, transgender, uh, this transphobic legislation because these people will commit suicide. Like, So if I'm not religious, I don't care if other people are psychologically tormented and abused and then they commit suicide so uh but you're you i'm glad you pointed out this is pretty much all of america and i think Mm -hmm. it's fewer it's less than 10 percent of the country Mm -hmm. that has some sort of core foundation to the way it perceives the world that isn't Mm faith-based liberals as we've pointed out are totally authoritarian and they have this faith in the neoliberal uh rule following order that they adhere to Mm, right so if you're a liberal for example you must get on board with escalating the war in ukraine right you will wear a mask but the second that they say on an airplane of all places (laughs) Ding ding! The <laughs> FDA has just announced that you don't have to wear your mask anywhere. The mask mandate just expired. Yay, take the mask off, right? <laughs> so there's no actual knowledge or thinking or uh, real actually, you know, goodwill consideration for the most vulnerable among us. When you were wearing a mask, you were only doing it to show off, right? Like these prayer people are doing. Look at how good I am. I follow the rules. I do what I'm supposed to do. But, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, so let's, let's, you make
0: you, yeah, you brought it, brought up the thing at
1: Asbury got so big at that point, it was no longer genuine.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so, Speaking of um, genuine, oh, you know they
1: compared it to Woodstock. I mean, Uh-oh. talk about this is Woodstock Christians. Like, yeah, well, they obviously complete... don't
0: know anything about Woodstock. About Woodstock, right? Right. Yeah. That, yeah um, well said. Yeah. So the let's move up to some uh, let, uh, prayers for uh, East Palestine. If they're not going to do it, we're going to do it. Um, East Palestine, Ohio, where the big train wreck derailment. Uh, uh, quote controlled fire, um, uh, um, major spill and, uh, toxic burn off. Uh, uh, guess who, um, uh, <laughs> got there first before Biden? Yes, indeed. It was uh, Don- Trump. Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, and, and just, uh, just awesome. You know, it's like, um, you know it shows exactly that biden um and the rest of their whatever team uh, didn't think it was even worthy of showing up um right <laughs> and uh, i don't know maybe he was going to show up but um uh you know i think i think they didn't like getting a, a little bit of heat um uh, about it right that Buttigieg got a bunch of heat because uh you know he's the whatever transportation secretary and
1: uh <laughs> right and also a big christian from <laughs> yeah. the home of notre dame south Bend, indiana Mayor yeah. Pete. right yeah
0: yeah that, that talk about a, a genuine christian yeah he's definitely one um
1: but but buddhich claims that he couldn't say anything about the train derailment because of the hatch act
0: what's the hatch act
1: the the rule following again the obedience the authoritarianism the hatch act says that a member of the cabinet isn't supposed to say anything about anything political huh uh because it's a it's a, a misuse of their uh public office hmm. right you're there to be the sec- the transportation secretary you're you're not there to uh politicize things or to use your what, what is position po- to send political messages. That is
0: total nonsense, because, I mean, that, that's part of the job, is it oversight. Right, how can you be a politician? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that is the Do job, the is for, for you to talk political? about what's going on in the transportation. I mean, god damn. Right.
1: So he's exploiting <laughs> yeah. this Hatch Act, which right. I, they've done uh, before, Democrats have, as a way of justifying their reticence. I'll tell you a parallel that definitely needs to be brought up is Biden's negligence of what happened in East Palestine is basically the same thing as the Obamacon ignoring the explosion of the Deepwater Horizon in April of 2010. Mm -hmm. 60 days passed before the Obamacon, the President of the United States, said anything about it. The whole rest of the world was talking about it media were remember all of the oil gushing out of the ocean mm-hmm. floor
2: mm-hmm.
1: into the water and all the, the shores of uh the gulf were soaked in oil and all of the dead birds and shrimp and other uh marine life And Obama ignored it. And so I think you're right that Biden didn't want the heat, but it's mainly about putting America in its place. Like, you don't matter. Biden isn't president of the United (laughs) States. Biden is the leader of a global elite. And Zelensky and the president of Poland and the higher ups of the European Union and, and NATO are that global elite. Those are the people who Biden cares about. Yeah. One of the sickening things I've ever heard is Biden giving his interview about Ukraine. And Biden says verbatim, it's like, they need tanks. They need (laughs) artillery. Right. What's the verb here? Need. Right. So, oh, so people need things. And so they should just get them. Mm -hmm. Is is that am I hearing this correctly? Right. Then you look at America like, well, people need insulin. They need medicine, they need clean water to drink and clean air to breathe, right? They need good schools and they need to be safe and not worry about getting shot at or having their children murdered, right? Those are needs, but we're told, no, you don't get this, it doesn't matter, you get it yourself, we'll give all of this money and all of these weapons to this foreign country, so they can mm-hmm. fight a war,
0: yeah, so let's get. let's always what america does, yeah, so right. let's um go to this politico um uh, um, <clears throat> uh piece that uh, it's entitled, Trump's Visit to Ohio Derailment Gives Biden's Team Some Breathing Room. Interesting title. And then it says, his planned appearance near the scene of this month's toxic derailment, as Democrats pointing to his past efforts to roll back train and chemical regulations. So it's, um, I see, so it's like they're trying to blame it on Trump. <laughs> That's why the reason was, it's it's, um, yeah. Nothing nothing that we are part of, even though that was what was talked about with this. um, uh, That was one of the demands that was included in the uh, recent um, uh, um, strike threat uh, from the rail workers was uh, these very, very issues. I mean, this very issue, the the brakes system. Uh, was on the table with all that and of course that was scrapped <laughs> uh and uh along with the rest of the demands um but that was one of them and uh so you know you can't talk about trump it just happened motherfuckers i mean <laughs> but no no it's like oh no i Star proud You uh so yeah i don't want to go in, into more of this um i'm sure horrible um Article because it's just going to make me so angry. Uh, yeah, I
1: would just like to briefly say that if I'm remembering correctly, Trump gets all the blame because it was Trump who rolled back the safety regulations, right? Under Obama, this wouldn't have happened, right? Just like if Hillary Clinton had been president, America would have had a really good response to the pandemic, it wouldn't have been so uh, disastrous. But what doesn't make sense is it would be one thing if in the first week of Joe Biden being sworn into office and this had happened. Right. Mm-hmm. But Biden's been the president for two years. And it, you're astute to mention the uh, not all that long ago, the labor disputes from from these railway workers who want at least what one sick day and they can't even get that there were other issues as well basically like let's make this safer so our working conditions aren't so hazardous which Mm -hmm. is another which is another fundamental part of regulation and um, so if trump got rid of the regulations why didn't biden just put them back in place
0: (laughs) right sure and it's the
1: problem with these people like you can't blame trump for anything because he isn't the president you have to blame the person who's in office and again i'm allowing for had this happened you know 1 minute after biden's been sworn in or maybe even during the first month right there's a lot to be done and a new administration but 2 years I mean, it didn't take Biden all that long to uh, get on board with the jism fest of escalating the war in Ukraine. It's Biden is the leader. The buck stops there. Any kind of disaster or catastrophe that happens, uh, Biden is to blame. Yeah. Ultimately, you certainly can't uh, blame Trump. did
0: did you uh, did does. you see that this last week that um that uh <clears throat> they they pulled an obama <laughs> where like the i don't think that it was of course it wasn't the president that went there but uh a bunch of officials like the uh jd vance and uh the governor of ohio et cetera etc cetera, around went and drank the east palestine water like a obama did in flint um you know the show how you know that's uh it's it's good to go, you know. We can drink it; it's just fine, right? So hey, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what you're c- complaining about, man. Uh, right? You know it's fine. You know it's not our fault. And uh, anybody anybody that critis- criticizes us is a trumpster. You know, I mean that that's kind of the implication of sure. Uh, of
1: it also uh, makes me think of the 2016. 2016- presidential election, Mm -hmm. when uh, one of the ways to interpret how that uh, election turned out is that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats ignored the working class. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's a uh, argument, I think um, Nader in his, uh, uh, one of his books talks about the morphing of the Democrats after the Reagan revolution. And basically, it's abandoning the working class, yeah, right. Mm. And getting and basically mimicking yourself off of the Republicans in that you're going to represent the elite,
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> dialing
0: blind. dialing for the same dollars as dialing what, uh, for the
1: same dollars, right? Says, you're going to yeah. represent the elite, and you're going to represent the moral elite, mm, you're right? right? yeah, the yeah. good, mm-hmm. right? And working mm. class people mm-hmm. are unsavory and uncouth, mm-hmm. right? They're, well, they're not really... They're, they're
0: savory as long as they're supporting us, otherwise. Uh, right.
1: As long as their asses are at work, they are. But as soon as they <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. pick their heels yeah. and uh. we all have some fun, <laughs> yeah. right? then we're supposed yeah. to look down on them. And the music they listen to, and the four-wheelers they drive, and um, their their culture. And it's this is the same thing, right? East Palestine, Ohio is not Beverly Hills, right? It's not Madison Avenue. Um, it's, it's not Delaware. And so uh, it's you just you have to by going you, uh, you're you would be acknowledging these people matter, right? They're just as important as anybody else. And instead, you're just saying, Well, this is what happens when you're just a bunch of white trash. Right. You, you wind up living uh, in a kind of a crappy place that no one else wants to live in. You've got train tracks running through your backyard. I mean, what kind of loser lives there? I don't have train tracks going to my backyard. Right. So those people didn't want to live there and they need to work harder. Make more money. And you can go live somewhere else. So if you weren't stuck in this, you know, working class dump, uh, which is uh, which is where you just because you don't have any ambition or any fire in your belly, you're just content to live there because it's cheap and and easy. um, This is why that happened. And of course, the opposite is true. It's this is all the fault of the elites and the wealthy and the CEO of the the railway company i f- forget the name something southern
0: yeah northern southern uh, <laughs> norfolk but it's North, rich people norfolk that
1: cause this <laughs> yeah. because they're they're the ones who are the slackers they're <laughs> the ones who are right. careless and cut corners and don't give a shit right but they have these chiseled faces of long shins and high cheekbones and they're well spoken. Again, appearance and personality. Right? So we don't blame them for anything. I don't know if have you seen any videos of the mayor of East Palestine. No. You know, he's he's short, uh and he's overweight. Mm. Right. Mm. And in terms of looks, I mean you wouldn't confuse him with Brad Pitt or George Clooney.
2: Right. right, right.
1: And so you just look at these people and you think, eh. <laughs> but that's and to go back to the hypocrisy of American Christianity. Right. You're not supposed to look at people like that. You know, God made everyone in God's own image. Right. You're not supposed you're supposed to think of everyone as God's children, not just people who look like you and talk like you and wear the same clothes that you wear. Right. This is the superficial materialistic uh, approach to life that not just through the Bible, but any other uh, supposed renowned source of wisdom says this is not the way to live.
0: Yeah. So talking about places uh, um, that you might not want to live, uh, let's talk about Ukraine Um yeah, it probably wasn't a great place to live before, but now it's just really fucked up because there's a war going on. And uh <clears throat> to along your lines of thinking, China uh, released um their proposal for a ceasefire, detailed plan and uh, uh which uh, is what you we've called for and um you know, there should be a ceasefire immediately. And, uh, of course, the New York Times, uh, the Empire uh, newspaper of record, uh, you know, what do you think? Uh you think they're um, pondering and considering China's ideas in a um, uh, straightforward and honest way? Hell no. Raver Madness time! <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Yeah. China
1: cannot be trusted. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of the, the gateway drug argument that if we just have a ceasefire, right, it, that'll be the gateway to, to giving license to all other countries to invade other countries. Mm-hmm. Right, like, why are we concerned about that? We're, we have a real crisis going on now, and you want the fighting to stop. The other thing that's so... Ridiculous. I mean, maybe I'm overlooking something, but you could do a ceasefire that's done in the proper exact way, the way that Blinken and the other liberals think it has to be done. And you could still then just turn around and violate it. Right.
2: Mm -hmm, Like You
1: have a ceasefire that is unilateral. It's done exactly the way America says it has to be done. Russia agrees to all of these terms and then a month later russia could say ha 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 here we come again so a ceasefire is a ceasefire it means stop killing each other and it, it how can you be against that like why would you rather the the killing continue for any reason
0: yeah so because let's uh Let's cover the New York Times uh, actual headlines. Here is from three days ago. Uh, China reprises old themes in Ukraine plan, casting itself as neutral. A year after Russia's invasion, Beijing released a paper declaring its position on the war. It called for an end to the fighting, but avoided demands that could hurt its ties with Russia. So right off the bat, casting itself as neutral, um, I think, is just a false way to to frame what they've called for right i mean for them to be neutral i mean to be um uh i don't know what they're expecting but avoided demands that could hurt its ties with russia meaning that unless you hurted your hurt your ties with russia then you're considered neutral okay <laughs> so uh, yeah um i don't think they are neutral i think that they um in general china is a far more peace loving country uh compared to the US. Uh I mean uh they haven't uh, been involved in Well who any, is it? Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. Everybody's peaceful right. everybody's peaceful compared to the US, so yeah, um sure. <laughs> uh but it's
1: certainly a more enlightened place.
0: Yeah, I mean they just um yeah. Uh, despite all the constant rhetoric uh, from the vicious militant empire of the U.S., that China just basically wants to be like us, and therefore they're a threat, and therefore we need to. Uh, uh, someday they'll want to do that, and and uh, you know um, anything that they do now is is just um, uh, a threat, you know, and uh, and um, <clears throat> and they consider. Really, they consider it um, a threat, too. I'll go to another interesting one from the 23rd uh, article that um, has some interesting graphics. And here's the title. The West tried to isolate Russia. It didn't work. After Russia invaded Ukraine, the West formed what looked like an overwhelming global coalition. 141 countries supported a United Nations measure demanding that Russia unconditionally withdraw. So then they've got the, the... Uh, graphic that's bubbles Uh, so you know the size of the bubble is the population and they group them they group them into these interesting um, groups so in the middle they have a bunch of bubbles uh, that are called the Western Allies okay and so that includes US Germany France Spain Poland UK Italy Canada I see Romania Australia Hungary, blah blah blah, and there's several others. but outside of the central western allies group of bubbles, you know it's interesting how they're framing things here in this visual way. Uh, all outside it are also supposedly ones that voted uh, for this unconditional withdrawal uh, <clears throat> and it's you know it's you know most of the countries. So then, by contrast, Russia seemed isolated. North Korea was one of only four countries that backed Russia and rejected the measure. Okay. Uh, Russian actions are being distorted. What? Russian actions are being distorted is is what is the label for Russia. Okay. Interesting. So they've got that. But the West never won over as much of the world as it initially seemed. Uh Uh-oh devious countries another 47 countries abstained or missed the vote Uh uh-oh uh-oh including india and china Uh uh-oh many of those neutral nations have since provided crucial economic or diplomatic support for russia so then they've got the bubbles of which their population uh, uh their size based on population so india and china are huge and then all the other ones uh you know a bunch of global south Um, So-called global south countries, Pakistan, Ethiopia, Vietnam, Bangladesh, Iran, Algeria. You know, I don't know why Vietnam would uh, um, abstain like crazy, man. Uh, I thought they loved us. Anyway, uh, so then we go down to the next. And even some of the nations that initially agreed to denounce Russia, see the war as somebody else's problem, and have since started moving toward a more neutral position. Oh, my God. No. So they've got examples of that. Brazil. It's like they look like, um, um, I don't know, uh, bacteria that are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bunches of ba- these countries are bacteria, and you can see that this one bacteria is moving from the good clump uh, and turning into a bad bacteria, and uh, so <laughs> swimming away from the revival. swimming away, <laughs> swimming away like a little sperm,
1: car- carcinogenic, uh, <laughs>
0: a loose masturbated sperm that's. <laughs> And uh, Brazil, uh, Turkey and UAE are examples of ones that are swimming away into the neutral zone and Iran is moved into the Russia sphere. Ukraine is a victim of the crises concocted by the U.S. is is the quote that's over the Iran moving into the evil red um, gang of five. Now it's gang of six, I guess. And uh, so let's see, it goes on. Oh, there's even more of them. So uh, then getting around sanctions, there's a whole sanctions bubble thing. And uh, they've got scissors. What do the scissors mean? Uh, uh, um, I guess that's cutting ties. Okay. I guess it's the economic sanction system is what the little scissors mean. Yeah, it's just um, so interesting. As talk about I've been talking about the, recently this idea of watching science-based um, info um, type like from PBS Nova and and Nature. Nova especially is it's always even though I I like the programming generally and they've have improved since about twenty years ago when they were apparently largely f- directly funded by uh, the Defense Department, and they would always be having these like the F-35, you know, program on how the cool new F, you know, weapon system, you know. Uh, at least they're not doing that Oh, anymore. yeah, there's been a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, NOVA used to do that, but they don't anymore. But still, the level of coverage of science is all what I'm calling middle school level, right? So it's you never get any like, for instance, they – We're talking about the – we watched a program last night on the James Webb telescope, the space telescope. And they were trying to explain, you know, that it's an infrared telescope, that uh, it looks in the infrared spectrum. That's why they put it way there out in space where it's super cold so it could see the infrared spectrum. Uh, But never did they really mention spectrum. Or, well, they mentioned spectroscopy, and that was important. And that's one of the main things they do is look at the spectrum of various objects to see what chemicals are in there. And, you know, they did a a basic, um, uh, decent uh, saying what they're looking for. But, you know, they never put any things like frequency and that these are waves and... uh, kind of bring it up into at least a high school level, right? And uh, they
1: dumb it down and they ignore yeah. the complexity.
0: And so that's it. what I'm saying with this thing. It's like th- these little uh, these bubbles, these balloons for God's sake. Uh <laughs> they're supposed to represent uh what they're um showing and uh, it's just oversimplifies things. Um, and it right, frames, frames it to, in a rather a better
1: understanding of whatever it is that you're talking about. And yeah. so it's it's useless. It must have some other agenda. And yeah. one way I would put it, the middle school version of science is it's the epideictic version of science versus a forensic understanding of science. Right. Science is represented as something to praise. Look mm-hmm. at how amazing this is. Look at how cool this is. We're America. Look at what we can do. Mm. Wowie, wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think really the propaganda thing here is pretty obvious. It's like if, sure. y- unless, it's unless, it's unless you're 100 kind of percent, right? if you're one, if you're not 100 percent, if these countries aren't 100 percent behind what the U.S. Uh, position is, you're part the enemy. It's like, uh, you know, the George Bush, if you're not with us. You're a terrorist. I mean, that's, uh, he said it plain out, and it's the same, you know, exact same. Right. If you don't logic. want to
1: escalate this war, it right. means you agree with Putin.
0: Yeah. That you, that, yeah. That you, yeah. That you're a right. Putin apologist. Can not
1: elaborate Putin, even apologist. a little bit on any thought? I stand with Ukraine, and that means open ended escalation of a war. By the way, one point I've got to get in here is the more I see visual footage of Ukraine, mm-hmm. the more it becomes difficult to deny that Russia actually really has won this war, because maybe Kiev is still standing. Mm-hmm. But everything I've seen of eastern Ukraine is in tatters and in rubble. Right. There is no economy. People uh, have nothing. Right. These uh, priests have to go around with bags of bread and hand them out to these older people. And all they really want is just for the fighting to stop and the war to end. (sighs) They're not concerned with the. Uh, the precise specifics and the lofty ambitions, the authoritarian way in which some sort of ceasefire must be arranged. One of the most nut job statements I've ever heard, if you want to think about liberals as being policy wonks, is Blinken saying you know, history has shown us that it's not the peace that matters, but it's the nature of the peace that matters. Like, Whoa, boy, I'm sure glad we've got a really smart person that can understand something like that. To me, it would just be don't fight in the violence. Stop killing each other. Right. But it's not the peace that matters. It's the nature of the peace that matters. Do You get that, Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah. And what what, what, the it, what hell does that mean? What what do you think he what was he getting at? What what were the natures? What were the different well, natures? That
1: it's not good enough to just simply have peace, but that it must be arranged in a certain way.
0: Well, I, must and the arrangement that they want is total uh, unconditional, unconditional. Well, just like the bubble thing said from the very get go, unconditional withdrawal. Meaning unconditional uh, surrender, you know, in the same um, same logic of World War II, where it was all or nothing, right? So I mean, but it, it, it becomes from- it becomes very difficult if you have that position for this idea of a ceasefire to occur, right? Because that, that's that's an anath- anathema to, um, to- total, uh, you know, total victory, which is you know that is the right. basis right now.
1: Excellent point. what these yeah. people want is they want victory. they don't want peace
0: right, 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 exactly so that's, that's what they mean. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that's the flavor they, <laughs> they're talking about. their flavor of peace is actually victory, right <laughs> It's not uh, you know war is you know peace you know: uh, uh,
1: Well, you know. right, it gets back to that uh, double thing, yeah. right this war is about freedom right freedom (laughs) slavery is freedom war is peace so just rearrange them right war is freedom and slavery is peace but but to bring up uh i mean if if uh, we want to get into a history contest right as a member of phi alpha theta honorary historical uh society as well as phi beta kappa and also having a doctorate I'd like to advise the Secretary of State that in World War II, right, there wasn't a unilateral, um, unconditional end to the war, right? The, The whole history, the whole Cold War began because in order to solidify a peace, America had to share power with the Soviets. Right. America didn't get to America had to let the Soviet Union have Eastern Europe. Otherwise, after the bloodbath of Europe and after using two atomic bombs in Japan, the war would have just continued into another theater where you would have had the United States fighting the Soviet Union. Right. There would have just been an. there would have been a. a seamless continuation of the war because another conflict would have arisen out of the defeat of Germany. Right. But I think that Churchill and and Roosevelt were wise to say this has to stop. Right. And that it was already a pretty good deal for World War (laughs) Two to end. And that America got Western Europe. The Soviets got Eastern Europe and you divide Germany into two countries. Right. And then the European Union formed. And uh, up until now, there hasn't been any war on the European uh, continent. So there really isn't any precedent in history that shows that what Blinken is saying uh, is uh, has any truth to it, like. What we know is that people are killing each other, and this is always a tragedy, right? And in terms of honest foundation of these institutions, the only legitimate thing for anyone to be doing is to get the fighting and the killing to stop. And the escalating has to do with nothing but grandstanding and egomania and Biden wanting to cement his legacy as the great warrior, right, who, of course, I don't think ever fought in a war. No, he certainly isn't Teddy Roosevelt charging into the Spanish bullets in Cuba. (laughs) Right. um, That Joe Biden can solidify his legacy as the great warrior who brought down Putin and the Russians, right, by Mm -hmm. fighting for freedom. While in America, Roe versus Wade gets overturned.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so let's let's bring it back to um finish off with a bit of covid <clears throat> um a little spot of covid uh earlier this week um i saw a a uh, new york times article uh that <clears throat> uh regarding the moderna uh company uh who makes the vaccine is actually the only thing that they made they were um, you know the corporation was incorporated uh, to make the uh, vaccine, the uh, COVID vaccine, uh, and uh, <clears throat> as as, fi- as well as Pfizer, but they used as their base. Um, and this occurs in any any high tech uh, industry. Uh, it's it's a government funding that pays for the uh, basic research on on everything and that included the covid vaccine technologies RMA, um crispr uh, type stuff and Berderna's, uh, refused to uh pay back uh the institutions that were primarily um sponsored uh, uh some of the tech and uh, so they did this last week um Uh, Pay back $400 million um, um, back to the government, but mostly to the two institutions that, uh, uh, you know, uh, did the initial research for the vaccine. Um, so the, the article said, after a long delay, Moderna pays NIH for a COVID vaccine technique. Moderna has paid $400 million to the government for a chemical technique key to its vaccine, but the parties are still locked in a high-stakes dispute over a different patent. Uh, as Moderna racked up Moderna racked up tens of billions of dollars in sales of its coronavirus vaccine, the company held off on paying for the rights to a chemical technique the scientists said it had borrowed from government-funded research and used in its widely... Wildly successful shot. But Moderna and the government have now reached an agreement. The company said on Thursday that it had made a $400 million payment for the technique that will be shared by the National Institutes of Health and two American universities where the method was invented. The payment disclosed in Moderna's latest earnings reports represented a small victory for the experts and activists who long argued that the company had resisted, acknowledging its debt to the government and academic researchers. Of course not. If pharmaceutical companies are going to make billions of dollars, it seems reasonable that the scientists who helped generate some of the initial intellectual property in the universities also share some of the gains, uh, said a structural biologist. A lot of that will now be reinvested for future development and research. And it says Moderna is still locked in a separate high-stakes dispute uh, with the NIH over who invented the central component of the vaccine, the genetic sequence that helps recipients produce an immune response. The NIH, NIH said that scientists, some of whom had been collaborating for years with Moderna, had helped to design that sequence. Moderna has also received nearly $10 billion in taxpayer funding to develop and test the vaccine and to provide doses to the federal government. The company has sold roughly $36 billion. Uh, worth of coronavirus vaccines worldwide so uh, there there's the numbers of moderna uh, who are wanting to get away with paying nothing <laughs> you know it's completely given to them there's uh, 26 billion dollars sitting there that they've already made for it and uh, they're gonna i guess can keep keep making money on it Uh, Yet it was basically a 100 percent government funded thing. So it's just it's another outrageous case of where it's just instantly the whole um, all um, uh, means of production are just instantly handed over to these uh, rapacious corporations. There's no you know, it's automatic. You know, we can't have anything that's uh, the commons. We can't have any. uh, the people owning the means of production. How we've got to just uh, develop this stuff and instantly give it to these companies and uh, oh!
1: <laughs> see what the power of prayer can do for
0: you. Were you just visited? What was that sound?
1: <laughs> Look off in the horizon. Here they come. The T-shirts with the eclipse. It's it's the Oblivion Revival. <laughs> <laughs> next week's podcast I, well, I, will I come like to it you live from arena
0: <laughs> i gotta write that down that's a good idea for some t shirts we we need some t shirts
1: i yeah i was gonna <laughs> say um uh when i uh when i take my road trips this summer <laughs> to get my uh film made mm. uh get some of those oblivion t shirts <laughs> made yeah, um yeah and you hand a few out because uh, yeah. it is a great uh picture it's a great mm-hmm. image mm-hmm. that eclipse man i mean that's a yeah um
0: that's the money shot
1: top notch uh <laughs> so you just have that and then at the bottom have uh oblivion with the exclamation point and then on the back you can you know give the information about how to download it
0: yeah man.
1: because people see that and be like that's cool man what's that man
0: <laughs> yeah so the moderna thing is just uh infuriating and it, it goes hand in hand with um uh, well i <clears throat> i guess we're, we're coming up when is it may when they're gonna get rid of the emergency uh the pandemic will be officially over or Uh, When is that day? Is that in May?
1: Right. No no more free vaccine. I I think it's May. And then there's also the 14 million people who may be booted from Medicaid because they never qualified in the first place. Mm -hmm. Of course, the only reason they didn't qualify in the first place is we don't have Medicaid for all. (laughs) Right, right. And yet, even after a pandemic and the undeniable uh, failure that our response was, no one is on board with just having Medicaid for everyone. Like we have to put, we have to make our healthcare more of a priority. Meanwhile, we're only concerned with needs that deal with killing people. It does make me think about uh, Jimmy Carter. And of course he's been in the news, apparently released from hospice and you know, the, the end is near. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: uh,
1: that, probably in our lifetime the best quote and it's most exceptional from an American president is when Carter said, I want America to be the bed the breadbasket of the world, not the arms dealer. Right? Look at where we are now twenty twenty three. Clearly we are the arms. Dealer. <laughs> right? And 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 we want to cut people off like who cares if you need to eat you don't get it i mean joe manchin said it himself like we can't we can't have build back better because we'll become an entitlement system instead of a reward system which is basically uh, a euphemistic way of saying screw you (laughs) yeah you don't get anything
0: i got mine
1: right i get mine you don't get yours
0: Indeed. All right, man. Well, let's um, make sure that you're in the right bubble. Uh don't want to get in the wrong bubble. might get turned into a bad bubble uh, if you don't do the right things. So that's my advice for the listeners out there.
1: Blown away by another podcast. For my co-host, David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David W. Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion podcast. Don't give up, people.